This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, here with my co-host Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Another week, they fly by, but when you're at work, it feels like it's like an eternal. It, it's like it's never going to fucking stop. It feels like it's been forever for me personally since our last episode. <laughs> and, you know, limited hockey news, but it feels like a lot's changed since then regarding the Habs, not only just with their playoff chances, draft, you know, internally, there's been a lot that's happened. So we're going to have a bit to talk about. But, uh, you know, on a more personal note, you know, we haven't really got our little – we usually have a little catch-up before, but we didn't really get that today. So, how you been, buddy? Like, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. You know, uh, there will be some changes. Hopefully, I'll I'll get put on the day shift. That will help me a lot. That way I can watch a little fucking hockey. Um, because if I'm at nights, I literally go in for – I got to leave the house for 12, so I'm missing the first game and all of it. Um, so, I'm, I'm hoping for that. I hope and I get a little change up at work. Uh, other than that, I can't do anything down here. You know, everything's locked back up. But uh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, pretty good. Um, I, I you, you told me you didn't work today, so I'm going to guess you were probably, what, sitting at home grinding chill or something? Oh, uh, dude, I was I was going to put NHL in, but I started replaying Witcher 3, so I kind of oh, jumped into that. Uh, but, no, I, I am in the middle of the playoffs right now, still playing Buffalo. But uh, I'll probably jump on some of that tonight, not going to lie. Fair enough, man. No, but uh, yeah, we were talking. I'm I'm fucking exhausted today, and I don't know if it'll pick up in my voice, but I fucking just got off a of fucking five a.m. to fucking one thirty p.m. shift. Fucking had to uh, one of my okay, so little bit of a tangent here. One of my dumbass buddies. So I'm like, I'm hanging out with the boys, you know last night and uh so i'm like yo guys like i gotta i gotta leave like i'm gonna like head out around you know like 10 30 like get you know get a decent sleep before work right and right. uh these motherfuckers they get me fuck i don't know how they fucking do it it's fucking 12 30 at night and i'm in the middle of a fucking like field party <laughs> and these dickheads i'm like how how have they done this so i and then i have to drive my body out to uh to another fucking party or whatever because you know one i don't know man yeah I, I, whatever anyway so i can do that and i drop this guy off and i'm like i'm gonna come in i'm gonna say there's it's like my party by the way i mean like 10 people like that's the limiting canvas yeah, it's just like the fucking homies yeah, the limited can is 50 right now, so I'm not breaking any laws or anything, just to clear <laughs> that up. But, uh, so I fucking, I, I drive, I drop him off, and I'm like, I'm going to come in, say hi, you know, and then I'm, I'm out. Like, you've already ruined me for tomorrow. I got to go. So I fucking come in, I say hi, 
And as I'm about to leave, I just hear the fucking rumbling of about 50 fucking pickup trucks. <laughs> and I go inside. And the, my, so I live in a small town. I swear to God, the fucking whole town just pulls up at this house. There's like, I like at least 200 people there. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Like, first of all, COVID. Oh, Secondly, shit. I'm like, fuck, they're going to block me in. So it's like one, one thirty in the morning. I'm like, okay, I gotta go. So I'm trying to get out and they just, these people just keep on fucking coming. Anyway, Fucking 10 after two later, I get out of the driveway. Fucking somehow made it home and then had a nice two hour nap before work. And man, I got it. Yeah. You ever have those shifts where you just like, you just fucking sleep. Like you're standing there working, but like your brain, it's just your body. Like your brain is just asleep. That was fucking me today, man. I was just fucking, I don't know where I went. I, I was not there. I was not at work. I've been there so many fucking times. It's not even funny. Oh, um, <laughs> like go and visit, you know, the in-laws. Let's just, let's just put it an example. Christmas, you get the one day off. So as soon as I get off of work the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, it's hilarious. A little fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so we would leave as soon as I get off of work, drive all the way out there, hang out with them for Christmas day. Uh, and then leave later in that evening, drive all the way back and then go to fucking work. Like in, two hours i'm talking about like having having the homie go inside and start working your order while you're sleeping in the van like <laughs> oh fuck and you're like every single time you do it you're like i'm an idiot why the fuck did i do this i'm not oh, doing dude, this it's shit. brutal it, it's and literally the, next, the worst day at work yeah and then the next fucking sunday saturday friday night you fucking do it again and it just <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Oh, dude. When I was around your age, dude, yeah, it, you're doing – I wouldn't say you're doing the right thing, but, like, it's typical. Like, dude, uh, <laughs> my first job suffered so bad because of me. Like, expecting me to work, and I'm coming in just, like, fucking 2%. Man, like, not to, like, sell myself out here, but, like, when you work, like, I work 5 a.m. shifts. Right. And, like, I can – I think I can safely say, you know, I'm, I'm an 18-year-old dude. Not a lot of 18-year-old dudes are fucking waking up at 5 a.m. to go to work. Not, not a lot of 18-year-old dudes are fucking waking up before fucking 9 a.m. in the morning. But uh, the amount of times I've had like a 5 a.m. shift and then I've been out, you know, it's like Saturday, and I come in and I'm just fucking buzzed off my mind. <laughs> like, it's, I, I feel bad for my work sometimes. I'm like, damn, like, I really fuck these people over sometimes, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you gotta hang with the boys and you know, that's, that's important sometimes too. Sometimes more important than work. Oh, that's awesome. I wish, uh, <laughs> I wish we'd get like a, a one episode sponsorship by like a, uh, a like going to work kind of little buzzed or like just having like a real, a real good, uh, having fun at work, you know, uh, ad read. Cause, uh, I'd have, I, like a a Bud Light sponsorship. <laughs> Bud, Budweiser, where are you at? Like, I could be your spokesman, I promise. That's sick. I don't know, I just have so many fucked up uh, stories from working in the city and, like, getting... So, like, if I worked from 6 to 4 in the morning, then at around 10 o'clock, we would start drinking and smoking 
And, uh, dude, some fucking ridiculous shit would happen on those shifts. Like, we would take uh, paper towels, and you take the whole roll and just put it in a ball, drop it in the fryer, get it all soaked up, put it on the fuck grill, and you just got this big-ass fireball, and we would just take the tongs and just fucking toss it across the fucking kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, fucking, here's a fucking question. Since we're talking about just being absolutely stupid and getting fucking dickered, on, if you had one player on the fucking Habs, who do you think fucking parties the hardest? Hmm. It's probably fucking Brendan Gallagher. I'm not going to lie. It's either him or it's going to be like, Gallagher? I would say Gallagher because he's just got that funny personality. I think that he would he would probably go balls out at a fucking party. But uh, I guess from like the new kids, I'd say like maybe, I feel like Lekkonen would be like that, that like you wouldn't expect him to be like, that's fair. that fucked up at a party. Like, just getting just 100% lit. I got to be honest. If if I can fucking crank a few back with anyone on the Habs roster, it's got to be Max Domi. The, you know, like, just the Dude. look on that guy's face. <laughs> that guy was, like, the king of his fucking, like, high school fucking junior team like you know that guy just like oh dude but i mean it, it went further than that. you know like imagine how much crazy the parties were like when he was with the fucking london knights and shit that's what i'm saying <laughs> like, i want to know how many games those london knights played hung over his shit because max domi was fucking out on the town leading the charge <laughs> all right dude i i I can see that one. Uh, no lie. In fact, like as soon as you said it, like I started thinking that that uh, that meme resurfaced on Twitter the other day of Max uh, calling out uh, Kappen Kappenen from uh, Toronto. Kappenen, you fucking <laughs> idiot! <laughs> yeah, that's a. I could see him being like the the shit star at a party too. Like <laughs> for sure, just get He's people going. He's got such a fucking shitty to grin, too. Like if Max <laughs> Domi wasn't on our team, I would hate him. He's got that smile that's just like, God, that guy's just such a fucking dude. dude. Him and him and you remember like a really young, like Brendan Gallagher still does it. But when he first came around, dude, he was just smiling at everybody as they were trying to tee off on him. And that oh, shit was gold. I know he still does it, but like, dude, like that young persona, dude, young Brendan Gallagher was insane. And I'm sure like, Imagine if we had Max Domi from the beginning. Like, imagine how much of a shit he probably was when he first started in Arizona. Because I didn't – I knew of him, saw him a little bit, but, like, never followed him like this, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, but I feel – Brendan Gallagher, Domi as well, but Brendan Gallagher, I think, has just a special fucking talent of getting under people's skin. If Absolutely. there was, like, an Olympics for getting under someone's skin, I think Galley – you got to go Galley, Marchand, fucking Tom Wilson. Like, they are – they're goaded at that. What's your boy, uh, what, Brendan Lemieux from the Rangers? He's pretty oh, bad. Fuck, Jesus. I hate that guy. <laughs> fuck, I hate that guy. Talk about taking after your father. Claude was a prick, too. Yeah, dude. Uh, man, they're – I mean, I really, like – if you look at the NHL, you got the, the smaller players are either super finesse, quiet, or they're super finesse and are just shit starters. Like, there's no in-between. Like, if they're if they're considered a small player, like, they're either going to be fucking bad ends or they're going to be a fucking, like, an absolute asshole out there. You know how, like, 
I don't know if you follow Bar Down. A little bit. Like, yeah, Bar Down and, like, the NHL, they have these, like, player tier lists where it's, like, best dressed, like, most <laughs> likely to, like, whatever, like, all this, like, stuff, right? I want to see my Bar Down biggest douchebag fucking panel. <laughs> where, where is my Bar Down dickhead panel? I want to see, like, fucking Ryan Reeves, Tom Wilson. I want to see my Brennan Gallagher in there. I want to see Marshawn. I want to see Lemieux. I want to. I want to see a big like playoff tree fucking <laughs> just the NHL's greasiest like just biggest assholes. I Maybe we could get uh. I, I know we. I know we're gonna bring them up next episode. But like uh, fourth line that podcast uh they do the oh uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now, but um. It's their it's their heavyweight contest that they do every year. I think it's the fourth yeah. year. It's fourth year running though. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I feel well, stupid. Boys, you can find that on the Hockey Podcast Network. But uh, great podcast, by the way. Only started listening to it myself. I don't know if you have Corey, but I actually like I fuck with it. It's a good podcast. But yeah, we could definitely. We I almost wonder if we should just steal their idea and do it with dickheads. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, we could. We could. We'll start like a, a go a Bob Bob fucking Probert. Jesus, it's the Bob Probert yeah. Invitational that they do every year, and it's sick as fuck. And it's the whole reason why I found these guys in the first place. Is I ran across one of those, but um, man, we'll talk more about them next week. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's get a cross between. I I've got the fucking plan, Corey. All right, <laughs> we're we're gonna put when we finish this, we're gonna put out a poll, or like a vote or something, anything. If we can get, like, what do you want to say? Like, I want to say, like, either 10 retweets or 20 likes, <laughs> which, like, is impossible because, like, you guys do not blow up our Twitter enough. Like, come on. I, I Please follow our Twitter account. I promise it's good. <laughs> if we can get that, I will fucking grind out a format. On my MacBook, I'll I'll, sp- I'll take the few hours it takes to kind of like set everything up, and we can do some polling, and we can have the fans vote or the listeners vote on um, the biggest asshole in the NHL. So if we can get to that, ten retweets or twenty likes, I will make that happen for us. How you how you gonna do that when you're out partying every night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will make time for the biggest asshole list. It'll be my uh, child, I promise. No, dude, I'd love to fucking work on that. That sounds sick. Uh, it's going to happen, dude. You're just going to have to uh, – I don't know. I don't know what you – drink some coffee or something. Just really fucking knock it out one <laughs> night. Yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah, if you guys can make that happen, that would be phenomenal. You know, I I think I would have a lot of fun with that. I think it would be a, a cool thing to do, you know, kind of lighthearted. But, uh, yeah, if you have not already, you know, big fucking – I'm not even – this is a shameless plug – Please follow at Habs Nightly on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't even care. Please follow it. I um, we we post when our episodes are released. You don't have to look for them. You can put on notifications, and we will post. I promise, I won't. I don't spam your feed, but we'll post when the episodes are live. We'll post other things from the from the Hockey Podcast Network updates, giveaways, etc. There's a tons of tons of stuff going on in this network. And we can kind of follow us and we will give you an insight into it, a bridge, you know, kind of an easy way to access all this great information. And not only that, but, you know, 
I think you guys want to see a biggest NHL assholes list. I know I, I do. So if you guys can get that going, if you guys can make that happen, I would really appreciate it. And, you know, we can get some fun out of it. So once again, at Habs Nightly on Twitter, fucking let's get it. Let's get that 20 likes, 10 retweets. Let's fucking make this happen. Get it going. And after my absolutely shameless plug, I do not <laughs> care. It was greasy. I don't give a fuck. We are going to, I think, talk about our boy. At least I want to. Kakaniemi and uh, Corey, you, if you want to lead things out, because you were you were raving to me about him the other day. We were talking a few nights ago. Um, a lot's gone on with him. Like he's he he looks. I'm excited. And if you want to if you want to start and take things over, you're totally welcome to my guy. Yeah, dude. So you know, uh, we just talked about him like last episode, episode before that. He comes up enough. Basically, you know, um, he gets sent down. The, the first thing you hear about it is that, you know, it, it's good for him. He's going to get more play time. And now that's changed, you know. Um, you can really see a little bit of frustration uh, when, you, when you, you get little clips of him. You see him in interviews and shit like that. But, uh, you know, he put on a lot of weight, a lot of muscle. We're happy about that. Um, he looks dynamic out there. There's a couple of videos of his um, shot control and his power on his shot. Uh, look pretty good. Look like it's a lot different than what we're used to. And then uh, Habs Chronicle yesterday or the day before that, uh, they just posted something. It was uh, KK was asked uh, if going to Laval was the best thing for him this year. And, you know, I remember the first thing that he said back in the day was, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to give me more ice time. It's going to give me a chance to improve on my play. That is not the same answer anymore. He's mm-hmm. – He's done with it, you know, not really um, – he doesn't like where he's at. But uh, I think that's really beneficial for him because you want to hate the AHL because you want to get back to the NHL. I think this kid deserves his shot, but he had to make improvements. This is his chance to show it. He's looking very aggravated, mean out there. He's got a chip on his shoulder now. This is the best opportunity for him to prove that he deserves to be on this team come October 12th or whenever whatever the fuck's going to happen. But um, I'm excited to see that in this player. Like, I'm excited to see that tenacity. Yeah, for, like, he fucking, for sure. Like, he looks like a fucking, like, an eight, he's got, like, an eight-year-old's face on, like, a 30-year-old man's body now. He's still got that baby face, but he looks mm-hmm. huge. And I think that, I, I'm really interested. I don't know if they'll do new, like, weigh-ins for the players come in, coming into this, like, play-in. I, I would guess they probably – I would assume that would take too much time, but I'm really curious to see, like, how much weight he's actually put on. Um, he Like you said, he looks beefy. He looks mean. He sounds, you know, he sounds motivated. He sounds like he's going to play mean. And from what we've heard from Claude Julian and, like, just the Habs in general, Philip Deneau especially – um. Sounds like KK's playing his way into a spot, no matter if Domi is injured or not. So it's going to be really interesting to see where he plays. I would guess probably a third-line role, simply because I don't think you can justify relegating Nick Suzuki after the season he had. I just think it's unfair to him. No matter how KK plays in training, I just think a third-line role is what he's going to get. Which in Montreal is basically like a line. There's line 2A and line 2B. We have a first line, but we don't really have a third. You know, it's 
it's still a pretty good line. But uh, I gotta say, I'm excited by the prospect of Cunningham and he's playing, playing, playing playoffs, whatever the fuck. I um, I'm super stoked because I think he's gonna come out swinging. And I think I don't, I don't think he's got a choice. Like, yeah. And I love that. I feel like that's in his head. You know, um, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that is literally <laughs> like it. That's what he looks like. Is that he feels from his demeanor that he's got to make his presence known right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think he has a lot of time, though. He just turned 20. So I'm not – I don't know. I'm not worried about KK at all. If anything, I'm just super excited. I think this is just going to be a great chance. He's. I think he's just going to come out. I'm like – I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm 100% sure, but I think Kakanyam is going to come out and put up points in these playing rounds. I yeah. really do. I really I, do. I'd, I'd love to see it, you know. Um I love these type of underdog stories, you know, um, and I guess he's not really technically, you know, like a, a big underdog, but like for us, like to play, you expect to be a certain way. He comes in, he does a great job, but still needs a little development. And this is our first chance to see, you know, what he's been working on and he looks fucking angry and it's, it's great. I love, I love it. It's great television for me. <laughs> well, people have to fucking understand too. I'm cursing like a sailor in this episode, but damn. Um, the Kakiniemi, this is what we ex- – he's still exceeding expectations. People thought Kakiniemi was going to take two years to get to the NHL. So he's on he, – he made it two years ahead of schedule. Everyone said in the, that draft, the, it was the Kakiniemi – it was what? Dalin, Sveshnikov, Kakiniemi, and then Kachuk. Everyone said – Brady Kachuk is the most NHL-ready player. He's almost a year older. He's big. He played in the NCAA. Everyone knew Brady Kachuk was going to be the most NHL-ready player. So that's, it's not a surprise that he's outperformed Kakanyemi so far. Right. But I think because of how well Kakanyemi played his first season, I think people are forgetting that. You have to, like, if you really take a step back and look at where Kakanyemi is, he's exceeding expectations. Absolutely. And I mean, no one talks about the spleen injury that much, but like, you know, uh, I don't know if he's a hundred percent right now or he'll be by the time the play in starts, but I, I know that it's, it's either or like his, his, he's going to be fully recovered from that. Oh, I'm for excited sure. To see it. You know, I'm just excited to see what he's going to bring um, in these four games. We're going to last until we get laughing here. I think the, <laughs> You know, one can hope, but I think <laughs> I think the big thing with um, Kakiniemi is too, and we kind of saw it in La- Laval. He's not getting fucking harassed by the media, and right. we're seeing this great progression. You know, playing in Montreal is just about as hard as playing anywhere else in the world of hockey, in sports for that matter. It's like this analogy might go over the heads of most of our listeners, but um, it's like playing for Real Madrid or Barcelona in soccer or Manchester United. You're expected to be great. Um, I'm trying to think of a – for basketball terms, the Celtics or the Lakers, you know, these franchises that demand greatness, they demand championships, those players get held to a different standard. If, I look, if you look at basketball, we saw it with Kyrie Irving when he left Cleveland. I went to Boston. You know, I got held to a different standard. Kakanyemi never got that opportunity to play in a small market. He was thrown from 
the, a tiny country of Finland, went across, learned a new language, got thrown into the fucking fu- like five. Oh, sorry, got thrown into the fire. Right, like he. <laughs> I'm stuttering over my words here, but yeah, he really, you know, it's gonna it's taken him a bit, but I think he's trying trying to learn how to navigate the media while also trying to develop as a player. And we're seeing that kind of he's getting over that now. And I think a break from the media has definitely probably helped him. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's gotta be tough. It it really does for, for any young player and not just young, anyone who's just like comes from like the, you know, Europe and Russia and shit. Um, How tough it's gotta be to come into a big market you might be still learning the fucking language and you got reporters in your face nonstop. You're held to this high degree. You're supposed to be the new legends of past and all this shit. How hard do you think that's going to be? Like that has got to be devastating to the mind of a player that is just like already panicking. Like they have to perform well, you know, in this big city that has such a legacy that you're just getting hounded nonstop. It's got to be difficult. Oh, for sure. I couldn't imagine. Like, I just can't, I can't, I can't put myself in that position. I don't think most people can't, you know, put themselves in their shoes. It's an immense amount of pressure. Yeah. I believe, but, uh, I believe Larry Robinson might hit said something about that in his book, small ass book, but it was a great read. Uh, it's called the great defender, but he was just a small farm town kid that was thrown straight into Montreal in their, you know, heyday. And, you know, uh, he even mentions that the reporting was a little, you know, there was just so much going on. You know, you were held that to such a top-tier athlete having to be there, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, We've kind of been focusing a little on negative here, but, uh, you know, you brought up Lafreniere, and I'm kind of backtracking a bit. But uh, it's looking like the Lafreniere sweepstakes actually are getting a little bit worse for Montreal with uh, the news on Sidney Crosby. And if you haven't heard, Sidney Crosby missed Penn's practice today. He um, left the ice the other day after taking a hit or something. Oh, anyway, shit. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn. Well, that would well, be Penguins in five. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. Now, obviously, the Penguins are a two-headed dragon. And the fact that they have – well, I think you can't Evgeny say – Evgeny Malkin plays his best game when Sidney Crosby's out, and Sidney Crosby exactly. plays his best game when Evgeny Malkin's out. Exactly. And, you know, at – for a long, I could, you, I think you could say a five-year, six-year span. They, they were the number one, and you could argue number two to three players on the planet, and they are on the same team. They are that good. Malkin is that good. People can should not forget that. He's been injured a lot, but Malkin on any other team, you know, you'd be talking about a top five perennial Art Ross Trophy winner. You know, Hart like just. Ted Lindsay, like he is, he's that good. He's still that good. And he, I think he is almost, I don't think any player, I can't think I could say he's more dangerous than Crosby as a matchup or as a player, but as a matchup, he's big. He's going to bully the Hab centers. 
So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I definitely, if Crosby's injured, it's going to change this series a lot. Yeah, and as scary as, as it is, is, they still have Jake Gensel, who is – the kid has a phenomenal year every year. <laughs> like, Especially in the playoffs. Right. Just a dom- dominant force. Yeah, Chris fucking glass jaw Latang. Injured, every, injured by, you know, a blow of wind. But when when he's healthy, he he's good. And this team, it's going to be an interesting series. I'm, I really do hope Crosby's back. Not just because, like, I want actually. It sounds like I want Montreal to lose a lot, but you know, I do want them to win. So it sounds weird saying I want Crosby back, but I think it'd just be so interesting to see if Philip Deneau could lock him down. Right. That's just something I want to see. Can Philip Deneau lock down a player that good? You said blow of wind, and uh, it made me realize we didn't mention this, and it hasn't happened, but uh, you're in like a tornado warning right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. <laughs> my life, my day, like my past two days have been fucking phenomenal, gotta say. Oh, man. No, I can, like, I don't know if you can hear, but, like, when we first started, it's kind of died out a bit. Like, I was wa- literally watching, like, lawn chairs and shit, like, get fucking blown past my house. And, like, there's, like, some trees ripped out of the ground. Like, <laughs> it's fucking wild. You had to call fucking Bill Paxton. Get down there with that little truck with the Pepsi <laughs> cans. <laughs> man, like, I, yeah, it's, uh, I've. I have never really like I don't live in like a fucking tornado-y area either. I live on a lake. Like we get some rain sometimes, but like yeah, so it's it, I don't know. The weather's fucked where I live right now, but you know, I'm just vibing talking about hockey, you know, to keep my mind off it. I might I might die tonight because of a tornado, but you know, I got some good laughs in about the Habs and Kalkaniemi, so I'm set. If I go, I go. I'll die happy. Uh, If you're willing to listen to another hockey podcast that isn't, you know, focused around Montreal, um, Stick in the Ring podcast is a a very funny, laid-back show that also offers you hockey just as much as their – I don't even like ignorant (laughs) – they're just a podcast for the boys, really. Um, Their shit is fucking – very, very unfiltered, and uh, you know I, I'm a pretty unfiltered person. Came from a very unfiltered podcast before this, and these guys really hold the bar, I believe, in this network for for some of the most ignorant things I've heard on their fucking podcast. But it's definitely worth a listen. I know you've listened to them before, Mason, and these yeah. are just fucking wild. It's our um, that's our Vancouver Canucks podcast, Stick and Rank. Um, the best way I could describe it is semi-educated hockey jackassery. (laughs) You're a slob. Like, shut your whore mouth. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, like, the the phrase pigeon toss, like, I find that hilarious. (laughs) Like, as if you were to toss a pigeon. What the fuck is a pigeon toss? No, like, you just pigeon toss a guy out of the way, like... Don't forget to catch Stick in Rank, the healthiest podcast in the Vancouver 
area. Every Monday on the Stick in Rink podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts from, or on the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. You know how fucked I am in the head? When you said pidget toss, the first thing I thought of was midget toss. We're back. Please check it out. Another great podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. So if you guys check that out, that'd be great. Absolutely. But uh, moving moving on, um, I do think we have a little bit more have stuff to talk about, Corey. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have any – I think you had something else you wanted to talk about, but I could be mistaken. Uh, nothing really much else to talk about. They, they did finalize um, our man Romanov's contract. Um, we've kind of did a whole episode last week about him of being excited. I, I don't want to delve too far into that whole – my man's worked like a 12-hour shift. I'm not about to put him through another 45 minutes of, of just talking when this man can easily go, be going to a party and staying up, you know, eight more oh. hours and then go Fuck to work. Fuck that, man. I'm going to bed. <laughs> After this, I am passing out. I am not. I cannot. But, um, you know, if you don't have anything to talk about, I've got one thing what I need got? to fucking talk about. Well, okay, so the NHL award finalists are getting getting released. And, you know, for the most part, I've been pretty happy to call their – our boy Suzuki got fucking snubbed. Dominic Kubalik is, like, 30 years old, so that's bullshit. But, you know, I'm going to move past that. You know? Oh, shit. You know, we know that there is an anti-Montreal bias when it comes to awards. We can accept that. The NHL writers, voters fucking suck. But – um. We, it wasn't. It wasn't a contest anyway. Kale McCarr is gonna win, so I'm not. I'm not upset about it. Vesna, you know what? That's fair. Halbuck, Ras, Vasilevsky. I I get it. Ted Lindsay, I think it makes sense. Drysaddle, McKinnon, Panarin, Bill Masterton. I'm not gonna shit on Bill Masterton nominees because I'm not a jackass. <laughs> um, but the fucking Jack Adams Award finalists and the fucking Lady Bing are so like mind-blowing to me. I'm going to start with the Lady Bing. Like, most gentlemanly player. I think that's pretty fucking standard. And we got fucking Nathan McKinnon. Okay, I get it. And then we got fucking Captain Underpants Austin Matthews here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, most gentlemanly player. Let me just fucking flash a female cop. That makes sense. And Ryan O'Reilly, like, I, I have no issue with Ryan O'Reilly, but I seem to recall he drove his goddamn truck into a Tim Hortons a few years ago. <laughs> like, what is the NHL fucking fun to, man? It's, dude, this is the one where it's, it's the development of, of character. You know? What character? You, you, you gotta put, <laughs> what? You gotta, Nathan McKinnon has character, and then O'Reilly has had a slip up in the past and has become a lot more mature and Austin <laughs> Matthews you could say that and then he just had a, a fuck up like the other day so like <laughs> no one no one with a mustache that greasy oh, has matured that little fucking like Hitler I don't know little grease ugh. it's filled out it's filled out I can't hate on a mustache I, I'm, a, I'm a facial I'm a facial hair man um, I've seen your facial hair <laughs> It, that is facial hair. His is just dirt on Dude, his. Dude, look, okay. So this is I, I don't want his mustache, but if I could just grow a mean 
full crisp mustache, I would do it. But because I can't, I have the whole set. But if I if I had a full just knockout mustache, I would rock the fuck out of that. Uh, you know, I Ed, you're, you're fucking distracting me from my pissed off. Lady, no. I am not okay with this. Austin Matthews is not a gentlemanly. What does the NHL come to? Is are there that? Is there just so few like sportsmanlike players in the NHL? You just, like, I mean, you got to represent Toronto. You like, you you're telling me that they they're gonna allow the Lady Bing to not have a Toronto player? Yeah, but if you're gonna nominate <laughs> someone from Toronto, like TSN, fucking sucks Matthews' dick so much. At least nominate, like, Freddie Anderson, who's, like, been there for years, not complained, you know, had jack shit for a defensive core. Or, like, Mitch Marner, you know, someone, like, you know, kind of nice. Morgan Riley, there's never been an issue with him. But, no, you pick the guy who, like, got charged. Or I don't know if he got charged, but anyway. I think so, it was, I think it was mo- removed or some shit, but uh, – yeah, and then you pick like, Ryan O'Reilly. I I really don't have. I love Ryan O'Reilly as a player. I'm sure he's learned, but he drove his truck into a Tim Horton, a Canadian national treasure. You cannot do that and win the Lady Bing. And then, man, like the Jack Adams. I don't. I don't even know where to start. Like, <laughs> I get okay. The coach that wins the President's Trophy every year is going to, granted, win, get a nomination for the Jack Adams. So I get why Bruce Cassidy's there. Whatever. I don't think he's the best coach, but I get it. Why the fuck is John Tortorella and Alan, Alain Vigneault there? Jared Bednar has transformed this Avs team. Why is he not represented there? It's true. That man got robbed. <laughs> And, like, you know, I hope maybe the boys at Offside and a Mile are agreeing with me. You know, we've had them on before. Good guys. If you haven't checked out that podcast, you should. But I think it's fucking bullshit that Jared Bednar came third with the abs, like, totally revamped them and did not get even a finalist. Like, he didn't – not like he didn't, he didn't win. He didn't even get become a finalist. <laughs> that just fucking baffles me. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Oh. Uh... I mean, John Tortorella is, is a fucking piece of work. What like, I, mean, I he, don't, like, two years I, in a row, they've been fucking lights out. I don't know how much of that is the, the Tortorella, you know, punishment, you know, whatever he puts his fucking his camp through. But I mean, like, they, they, they barely made the playoffs. If it was like, here's, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, John Tortorella is a good coach. But if we're doing this regular, like, Columbus was a point over New York and two games up on them. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Right. There's no, you cannot tell me Barry Trotz wasn't bringing that Islanders, Islanders team to the playoffs. Like, not a chance. Like, if we're going by those standards, fucking Claude Julian brought Montreal to the playoffs. Like, no. No, 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 no. But, yeah, that, that, those are my grievances. They've been aired. I just, you know what, fucking Tortorella can win the Jack Adams for all I care. 
If Captain Underpants wins the Lady Bing, I'm going to be cheesed. Mark my words, I am going to lose it. I like what Aline Vigneault has done with the Flyers, but I don't think he's done enough to be a finalist. <laughs> look, look at his roster. Like, that team should be that good. When you've got fucking, like, Carter Hart coming out of nowhere, you've got Sean Couturier, Joel Farabee, Claude Giroux, Travis Konechny, um, Nolan Patch. I know he's always injured, but you got Nolan Patch, JBR, <laughs> Jacob Voracek, Shane Gossespierre. Like, you've got a good – Ivan Provorov, Sanheim. Like, that team should be that good. I, I just think there are other coaches who have done much more for their teams. And, you know, I like – my favorite thing to do on this show is bitch, so maybe that's just me, but <laughs> – Dude, early season, uh, last year, it was like seven, seven or eight straight episodes, and it was it was funny. <laughs> what of just me fucking... Just sped up with the refs, <laughs> with the teams play. Oh, fuck. The re- okay. <laughs> the refs this year were so bad. So bad. If they are bad in the playoffs, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I am losing my mind. I think the sleep deprivation... Has finally gotten to me. I'm I'm cracking out right now. I'm going crazy, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we should call it before I before I just go too far into the DM. Yeah. You'll have a notepad next week. I swear it'll be great. <laughs> uh, we'll have a new segment coming soon where Mason is gonna sit and watch all the games with a notepad and write down everything a ref did wrong, and we'll have like a little coach's corner. We can um, have a an an errance of grievances. My book of grievances. <laughs> we'll get uh, Neil Villapiano to, to teach us how to write a book. That'll be awesome. <laughs> but folks, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun fucking episode, dude. Uh, as always, you can find me at Bayou Benders on Instagram and Twitter. And Mason, we can always find you at Habs Natalie on Twitter. And you better fucking up. follow us. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I have asked nicely for an entire season. I am begging you. Oh, I'm man. on my hands and knees. Oh, man. Hey, We're gonna... Please fucking follow Habs Nightly so oh, I can crown an NHL's biggest asshole. It's going to happen. You, you fucked yourself. Like, there's more than 10 people in this community <laughs> that's going to fucking blow this shit up. Anyway, I'm going to create the, bag- the biggest meme. And we're going to put it on a fucking T-shirt for you. Uh, oh, no. I'll, I'll send it to you. And I'll be like, do you approve of this before I send it out into the world? <laughs> and that'll, that'll be a treat. So if you listen to this episode, you know it's coming. On our new merch, which we won't go too into, <laughs> but Habs Nightly merch might be coming. So that's a little uh, sneak peek into that. But before we get too off air, too off topic, which – this fucking episode has been all over the place, but, uh, you know, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, obviously our playoff stuff's going to start ramping up really soon. So we're getting this lightheaded stuff out of the way. Obviously we're still going to have fun, but we're going to have some real hockey to talk about soon. It's going to be awesome. Um, I think that's all I've got to say. I, I think Corey, you're pretty much done, right? Yeah, I'm done. You guys have a great week. Stay safe. Wear your fucking mask. 
This has been Habs Nightly live from Tornado Alley. We'll talk to y'all next <laughs> week. All right. Thanks, guys. It's been great. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.